So hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the daily show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. I'm Edward Lauder. I'm the editor of Small Screen. And let's get right into the news. And let's start off with what I was, I mean, probably my favorite bit of news. It actually was from the weekend. But uh, according, well, according to um, Sylvester Stallone himself, he is going to be in the Suicide Squad. So he's going to be in a mystery role. So we don't quite know what that role is going to be. He posted this in a video on um, on Instagram, which he's since deleted. But in the video, so he just said, Good morning, everyone. It's Saturday and I'm on my way over to do a little work with a great, great director, James Gunn, on Suicide Squad 2. That's what he called it. And I think it's going to be a spectacular effort. I saw it it's unbel- and it's unbelievable. So I'm very proud to be included. And I can't tell you anything more about it because you're going to have to wait and see that. But it's going to be well worth the wait. Anyway, keep punching and see you in the movies. So yeah, he's going to be in in The Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad 2. And that's great news because he is a, a fantastic actor, I believe. I think, actually think he's a really underrated actor. And James Gunn actually posted another post after this, basically saying how how people don't realise what a good actor Sylvester Stallone is. And he, he really is. He really is... Um, a bit of a hidden talent, really. If you think, if you look at him in like Rocky and uh, Rambo and those movies, yeah, then maybe you might think of him as just that. But actually, he's um, watched like Demolition Man or something like that. He's actually, when he wants to be, he's actually a really good and interesting actor. And I think um, he's also a very good writer. He, you know, a lot of people don't really know, I suppose they do, but they don't really think about the fact that he wrote uh, Rambo. He, um, you know, and it, it was a project that was very close to his heart the same it's the same with uh, with the rocky movies as well so i think he's a bit of a hidden gem he's a rough gem let's say quite rough but uh, i'm really really excited to see him in uh, the suicide squad i'm also excited to know what this mystery role will be exactly but what do you guys think let me know in the comments below right Moving on, and moving on to what is our big exclusive of the day, and that's that a new Green Arrow will be introduced in HBO Max's Peacemaker series. So, of course, this is the Peacemaker series that's coming from James Gunn. It's being written, and some of the episodes are being directed by James Gunn. He's writing the whole series, I believe. But, uh, no, according to our sources, he is going to be uh, kind of rebooted in the DCU, and this is going to be a more comic book accurate version so one of our sources, uh, the one that came came up with this originally, uh, let me just get that on the, yep, here we go. Um, you can see that there. Let me push this stuff around. Right. Should have probably checked this beforehand. Right, there we go. Right, so... <laughs> So the the very first person that came to me about this was um, a source. I'm going to be honest, I haven't worked with this source before. So when this sort of thing happens, you do have to ask around, and and I did. I did a lot of asking, and a lot of a lot of the people that I know and trust also went on to confirm that this is in the works. That Warner Brothers, according to him, Warner Brothers are about to reboot the Green Arrow for HBO. No casting details as of yet. They intend to introduce him in an HBO Max series, and it's looking like it's going to be Peacemaker, and it will be a major departure from the CW version. So then I asked around, and people confirmed it, and one person agreed to be um, sourced, well, quoted directly, and said this um, this new Green Arrow will be a lot more like a lot more comic book accurate than a Mel's version, but with a James Gunn twist. 
which I quite liked. I like that uh, that idea of getting getting uh, that kind of James Gunn twist on things. I think he's very good at this sort of stuff. Um, I'm very interested to see what he's doing with these characters in the DCU. So, of course, he wrote um, Suicide Squad as well, and he's writing this uh, Peacemaker series. And it looks like he might have a really big say with how the DCU, uh, DCEU moves forward, which is really interesting because, of course, he's a very, very talented director and also a very, very talented writer. So uh, I'm really, really excited about this. There, of course, no casting details as of yet. It'll be more comic book accurate, which I think is good. I mean, the Stephen Amell version, I think I personally really do like it, but it is very much, it is kind of more Batman than Green Arrow. Of course, there are similarities in the comics between Batman and Green Arrow. They're both kind of billionaire playboys that decide to take it upon themselves to rid their cities of crime. They have very different ways of going about it, though. In the comics, actually, if anything, Green Arrow is a bit more kind of quippy than than he is in the series. In the, in the CW series, he's quite quite morbid and kind of Batman, Batman-like. Oliver Queen is basically uh, a, uh, the CW's... Batman, which is what they wanted him to be, which is the deviation they took from the comics. Whereas in the comics, he's very kind of, I wouldn't say happy-go-lucky, but he's kind of, he's a bit more plucky, let's say, than, than the version that we got in the CW. But And I think that would really suit this series. I think that kind of, kind of almost like an R-rated type version of Green Arrow, I think would work really well alongside uh, John Cena's Peacemaker. First off, I am incredibly excited to see John Cena as, as Peacemaker. But having him uh, play up against Green Arrow is something that I'm really excited about and I think it would really, really work. But let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. Right, moving on from that, that's the big exclusive. And on to some uh, more news. There's been a lot of it because, of course, I'm incorporating the news over the weekend into this show. Monday is always a bumper episode. And uh, Margie, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn will not be in Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is, of co- um, according to Daniel... Uh, Richman, who's uh, an insider um, and uh, posts a lot of stuff on his Patreon page. I got it from We Got This Covered, I'm going to be honest, but it was posted on his uh, Patreon page. And uh, he's claiming that Margot Robbie is not going to be back. There were rumors that she might be back as Harley Quinn because, of course, there are new scenes being shot involving Jared Leto's Joker. And there are rumors that uh, one of those scenes in particular is going to be involving Robin and what happened to Robin. And some people speculated, I thought it made sense, that Harley Quinn would be involved in, in, in some of those scenes because... She, of course, is Joker's right-hand woman, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, she is. But probably she probably wasn't at this point. This is the DCU. This is Zack Snyder's version. But according to, to Daniel, this isn't going to happen. What do you think about this? Is this something that you'd like to see? Would you like to see Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn in Zack Snyder's Justice League? I personally think she's already in a lot of stuff. She's in the Suicide Squad. She's already had Birds of Prey. I think she probably more wants to just play Margot Robbie in that kind of Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey world as opposed to joining Zack Snyder's kind of Snyderverse. But let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to another, basically, I call this a bumper crop episode. There's a lot of Zack Snyder stuff because he spoke a lot to a lot of people. So he did an interview with Grace Ranolph and during that interview, he spoke about the trailer uh, and actually revealed, he revealed that a trailer is coming 
for Zack Snyder's Justice League and it'll be arriving this week so on the 17th so that's tomorrow so it'll be coming on the 17th of November so this kind of comes after that whole bizarre debacle with with the Zack Snyder Justice League trailer where it it vanished from all of the uh, all of Warner Brothers and HBO Max's social media platforms and um, of course a lot of people started to panic and thinking is this Warner Brothers pulling the movie it was then revealed that it was a music rights issue uh, which is to I mean a lot of people say this might not be the case that it actually is a, to- a power play within Warner Brothers but I don't see what that would accomplish um, as far as I'm concerned this it does seem to me like it was a music rights issue and it had to do with um, with the song Hallelujah. A lot of people kind of said that that didn't make any sense because Zack Snyder's used Hallelujah in the past in in, a, in his trailers. It's a, it's a song that's very special to him. Of course, it, it played at his daughter's funeral. But it's um, I mean, there are a whole host of reasons why this why this might those the the, the why just having the music in one trailer or for one movie doesn't necessarily mean you have the rights to it in another trailer uh, also i there, there are i mean i do understand people kind of thinking well that sounds kind of stupid because wouldn't a great big company like warner brothers sort that out beforehand i mean i would have expected it to but but, but they they probably the rights probably ended on a certain day and they had to renew that and there was like a kind of two or three hour gap um, where they had to just put put they didn't take them down they put the um the trailers into private modes i think on youtube maybe they did take them down from other social media platforms but then like the uh, ign ones stayed up and stuff like that so people were theorizing but no it seems as though it was a music rights issue and anyway so we're getting a new trailer so um during the interview uh that he said that he, had, he he still has a few tweaks for the trailer before it's re-uploaded um he didn't reveal what those tweaks what those tweaks would entail, but he also revealed that he'd be hosting a live stream on Vero on the same day. And during this live stream, he would go through the new trailer shot by shot and give fans an in-depth look at how he made the movie and his thinking behind the shots he used. So it's definitely going to be a day to remember for um, fans of Zack Snyder's and all the people that uh, pushed to get the Snyder Cut released. It's going to be a big day for them, a day of celebration. What's he, are you excited for this? Is this something you're excited to see? It, I, to me, it sounds like it's going to be a reworking of the original trailer, like with some new bits in it. Um, he also revealed during that interview that he, after all the uh, additional photography he did and reshoots he did, it's only going to account for four minutes more of like new footage in his Justice League cut, which means basically for... All of these reshoots he's been doing is only going to account to four minutes, which to me I'm like I'm a bit puzzled by because if it, if you're thinking about it, you're thinking well there are all these new scenes that he's supposedly bringing in with Jared Leto's Joker. Surely those scenes alone would account for more than four minutes. At least I would have thought so. Uh, by again the it is rumors, it is speculation of what these scenes will entail. It's probably just going to be like a really like blink and you'll miss it moment if if that's the case, if it is only four minutes of new footage. But he, he has brought back Ben Affleck, he's brought back Gal Gadot, he's brought back Ray Fisher, he's brought back Joe Manganiello, he's brought back uh, Jared Leto. It, I would have thought that, that all of that would account for more than four minutes, but no, apparently he, he said this to Grace in the interview he did with Grace Ranoff that it's only going to be four more minutes of additional footage, 
what do you think about that? Do you believe him? I, I kind of, it must be the, the case because he's not, he doesn't really lie about this sort of stuff. He's very, very open in these interviews. But um, what do you think about that? Is is that something that kind of disappoints you? Would you have liked to have seen more? It's going to be four hours long. So I'm pretty sure we're all going to be fine with the amount of footage that's in the movie. But let me know in the comments below. So again, more stuff he revealed during this interview. He also revealed that he's going to have a, that his, that Jared Leto's Joker is going to have a new look, so he's going to be slightly more disheveled in this than he was in uh, in the suicide in Suicide Squads, which is to be expected because again the rumors are he's going to be seen in prison. But then there might be two looks if the ru- if the rumors are to be believed about what the what his new scenes will in what will be about if it's going to go back to. Uh, what happened to Robin? Then you might see more of a Suicide Squad version of um, of Jared Leto's Joker. And then if if the whole thing about being broken out of prison is to be believed, then it's probably going to be like a prison garb kind of version of uh, of the Joker. But anyway, this is what he said. It is true. I wanted to, of course, honor that with what had been honor what had been created with him because I thought it was really cool. But also in this, I'm not going to tell you what happens in the little scene. He said scene, so it's one scene. But some water has gone under the proverbial bridge between when last when last we saw Joker and this appearance. So he's made some he's on a he's a road weary Joker. I guess that's a way of saying it. I will say uh, it was fun having a segment of the band together for this little vignette, if you will. Working with Jared was really amazing. His attention to detail, he really cares a lot about it being awesome. It was fun and everyone did an amazing job. Even trying to shoot in COVID is a bit of a deal, but everyone brought like a huge A game and really wanted it to be cool and I couldn't be happier with what those guys did. So... Yeah, he's he. It sounds to me like he's doing just one new scene with uh, Jared Leto's Joker. The rumors have been that he's doing two, but it sounds to me like it's gonna yeah a road weary Joker, so a, a a different version of the Joker to the one that we got in Suicide Squad, which was he was pretty banged up in Suicide Squad at one point, but he wasn't really road weary. He was still that version of the Joker, and this might be because, of course, he's no longer with Harley Quinn which would be quite a is a very big deal for him he of course does not like being away from harley even though he treats her very very badly but yeah what do you guys think about this let me know in the comments below right moving on to that and is this the final bit of news from the Zack snyder interview yes it is so Zack snyder teased that a major robin easter egg will be in his justice league cut so this is let me just find it so here we go yeah, um, he was talking a bit about Robin, um, and this was in another interview, actually. Uh, uh, this wasn't in the interview that he did with uh, with Grace Ranolph. He did this one with the, the film junkie. So during this interview, he said, there's a Robin Easter egg in Justice League. And then he went on and... Uh, he went on to to say what the Easter egg would be, and he went on to reveal that he had plans. He didn't say so what the Easter egg would be, but he went on he went on to reveal that he did have some plans for Robin in the DCU in these future movies. So, would there be a plan to have more Robin in whatever future story? Would there be? There, sorry, there would be. He said, and then um, <clears throat> he added that there was a potential Robin story which would involve a drunken Bruce Wayne played by Ben Affleck reflecting on what happened to his sidekick. Um, 
we understand who Robin was to him and we get ex- get to experience what was the circumstances for Joker and Robin coming together. So it seems to me like it's kind of you're trying to put together a lot of these pieces and he's talking about all these Robin this Robin scene in particular with, with the Joker. So does that mean does that mean that that there will be some sort of Robin like Robin Joker scene in this Justice League or in a future Justice League film is he saving that is he keeping that in his back pocket for another movie but that that could potentially be the case but we're going to have to wait and see but let me know what you'd like to see happen with Robin in the DCU let me know right so sticking with the DC comics movies but not partic- not the DCEU and Constantine 2 is apparently in the works, according to actor Peter Stromae. So he, of course, Stromae, I think, <laughs> I can never say these names. I'm not very good at, at saying people's names, I'm going to be honest. But he's, again, you you will know who he is. He played uh, Satan in the first Constantine movie, which was directed by Francis Lawrence, who then went on to, to direct some of the Hunger Games movies. He's, um, I, I really, really do love the first Constantine film. There are problems with it, granted. But I did really enjoy it. As a kid, I remember really, really loving it. It was probably one of like the kind of scariest comic book movies, apart from maybe the other Blade films were pretty scary as well. But it kind of was in that wheelhouse of that sort of scary, spooky comic book movie, which they really don't make enough of anymore. I'm going to be honest. It's a bit of a shame that they don't make enough of those. They don't make any films like that anymore. But no, so according to him... Uh, this is something that is in the works. So he, re- he actually revealed this on Instagram. Uh, again, it's in the works. It doesn't necessarily mean it's happening, but they're obviously talking about it, which, you know, that's that's the first step. That's what you want. If you, if you want to see this film, that's the first step. They've got to start talking about it, probably come up with a script. And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, it will come out at some point and it will, we will get to see Keanu Reeves play John Constantine again. I have said this in the past. I do not believe Keanu Reeves is anything close to the comic book version, which was, of course, created by Alan Moore um, in the Hellblazer comic series. Uh, but he's, a, he's an interesting version. I, I like him, and I think he's something different, and I think he's actually grown a lot as an actor since that movie, so it'd be really interesting to see him come back to the role. But let me know what you think about that in the comments below. Right, so moving on and moving on to uh, the news that Chris Pratt will feature in Taika Waititi's Thor Love and Thunder. This was revealed by The Hollywood Reporter. So, of course, this is kind of to be expected because at the end of Endgame, we saw uh, Thor leave with the Guardians. So we know that he's in, he, he, that the, I mean, we know that Thor at the end of Endgame is with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So it kind of makes sense to think that Chris Pratt's Star-Lord will feature in some way, possibly even other um, other characters of, uh, of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course, it was, uh, it's was it been rumoured, and that rumour comes from uh, Grace Ranolf, who then tweeted out saying that uh, Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot are also going to have key roles in this movie, which is interesting as well, because I think the three of them actually would work really well with Thor. And we saw them kind of interact together in the Avengers movies. And it was, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. I think a lot of other people liked seeing Thor with uh, Rocket, Raccoon and uh, and Groot. I believe Groot is in those scenes as well. It's been a long time since I watched the, those films. There's a lot that happens in those movies as well. 
But yeah, according this is according to the Hollywood Reporter, we've got Chris Pratt coming in the movie, and of course, according to Grace Randolph, we've also got uh, Bradley Cooper's Rocket Raccoon and Vin Diesel's Groot. Of course, Vin Diesel did actually tease that this was going to happen during an interview he did for uh, Bloodshot, so that was kind of teased already. We already kind of knew that knew that was happening. But what do you guys think about that? Let me know in the comments below. Are you excited for Thor: Love and Thunder? I loved. Um, Thor Ragnarok I think Taika Waititi is a, is a genius and I'm really really excited to see what he does with uh, well what he does next with with Thor Love and Thunder which is going to be it's I've heard lots of rumors about what it's going to be it's, there's going to be um, of course uh, Natalie Portman's going to be coming back and she's going to be playing Lady Thor but there's going to be the whole story arc of her having cancer and um, every time she uses her Thor powers then her cancer gets progressively worse. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting, I think it's going to be a really interesting movie. And I think if one person in Hollywood can balance that kind of subject matter with humor and uh, with pathos is, uh, is Taika Waititi. If you've seen uh, Jojo Rabbit, then you'll understand why I think that. But I'm really, really excited to see more from him. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to the final bit of like film news, we'll call it. And this is involving Home Alone. So Home Alone's director, Christopher Columbus, he directed the first two Home Alone movies. And if you're a Home Alone fan, get Disney Plus because you can watch the trilogy on Disney Plus now. But you only really need to watch the first two because they're the only decent ones. Directed by Christopher Columbus. He did an interview recently with The Independent. And in, in The Independent, he was asked about Ryan Reynolds' upcoming reboot, which is called Stoned Alone. So Stone Alone, the whole premise behind the movie is a 20-something washout, misses the plane for his skiing holiday and decides to blaze it at home instead and only for his house to get broken into. And uh, it doesn't sound like the most imaginative thing in the world. It's obviously taking the kind of Home Alone idea and kind of making it a stoner movie. And Christopher Columbus really doesn't like this idea. So he said... The reboots are just silly to me. When I read something about when I read about something called Stoned Alone, they were going to do it with Ryan Reynolds. It was an R-rated Home Alone movie about stoners. I thought to myself, this is just an insult to the art of cinema. If you're making a comedy, a musical, no matter what film I'm making, my goal is to treat it with the same respect as if I was making The Godfather. Home Alone is not The Godfather, but you have to treat it with that kind of respect. And this idea of remaking things that already exist and are, and are working well, watch the original, forget about it. It's never going to be as good. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's not... He, honestly you have to read this interview with the, with the independent it's really fascinating because he says a lot of stuff in it and he's really really not a fan of all this kind of rebooting and I i'm completely on his side i'm gonna be honest i don't think you need to reboot home alone i don't think stoned alone is a good idea i don't think that film's actually happening anymore i think it's kind of i haven't really heard anything about it since well i haven't heard anything about it for a while since this in up until this interview was 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 done with uh, with Christopher Columbus. But what do you think about this? Let me know in the comments below. Right, so moving away from movie news and onto TV news. And there's actually a lot of TV news to get through. So I'm going to start off with the biggest bit of TV news of, of the week so far. It's only Monday. But John Bernthal re revealed that The Punisher Season 3 could still happen. So he actually revealed this during an interview with The Geek Show, I believe it's called. So um, they get a lot of... Uh, honestly, if you're interested in uh, 
in interviews with people involved in comic book movies, then they're a very, very good, um, well, they're a very good outlet. They have a lot of interesting talent. Um, one of the people they interviewed recently was, of course, John Bernthal, who played the Punisher in the Netflix series. He was fantastic, perfect casting. I'd love to see him play the role again, but who knows what's going to happen. But anyway, he was asked about it. And this is what he said. He said, it's unbelievably, un- unbelievably humbling how much people sort of responded to this version of Frank. And I can't tell you how much it means to me because he means so much to me. He's in, he's in my blood. He's in my bones. He's, uh, so it's not about whether we do it. It's about getting it right and doing the version that fans really deserve. Um, we'll see. I mean, a lot of these decisions are made in rooms I am not invited to into, but Frank's always there. He's always a part of me. And when we get the call to go, I'll be ready and I'll make sure to do everything I can to make sure that we do the do it right or we won't do it at all. So he's basically saying that he he's wait, just waiting for the call. You know, and um, I honestly, if I were Kevin Feige, I know it's a really difficult situation to be in because these Marvel Netflix shows are done. Um, they're, they're not doing them anymore. But as far as there are two two actors in particular that I think, three to be honest, um, but I, 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 th- I really do think that Charlie Cox, John Bernthal and Kristen Ritter really deserve to play those characters that they played also Mike Coulter I think would be is a great Luke Cage I really do think they deserve to play those characters in the MCU that they, they spent such a long time with those characters in the Marvel Netflix shows that it would be a shame to just see them dropped I kind of understand with Finn Jones because uh, I don't think Finn Jones was particularly good casting to begin with but you can you can bring these characters into the MCU you can do something with them uh, especially with all the Disney Plus stuff that's going on, you can do something there. And uh, I think I think there's an element of uh, Kevin Feige just wanting to have complete control over everything, and he didn't like the fact that he didn't have control over those Netflix TV shows. I mean, it, I think that was Jeff Loeb that was in charge of those, I believe. But that you can see that kind of happening with the um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. It's being kind of pushed to the side of the MCU, but it is technically still part of the MCU. And people do love that show. People loved the Netflix Marvel shows as well. And I think those people, I think Kevin Feige and some of the higher ups at Marvel Studios, they are forgetting about that. that. They're forgetting about those fans. And I really do think that, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I do think the likes of John Bernthal, Charlie Cox and Kristen Ritter and Mike Colton, Coulter, sorry, really do deserve... Uh, another shot they they deserve a shot at playing these characters in the mcu they're good enough actors they've proven that i mean i don't i really don't think now that we've seen john bernthal play um play uh, frank castle i don't think you can see anyone else playing him you know it's it's just one of those things it's like you you kind of got to go with it and uh i know i know fans will love to see him come back i know it will be probably one of the most watched um disney plus marvel shows around because he's so popular i think they don't realize how popular he is he's so good as well he's like i generally watched the first season of, of the punisher and even season two and watched john bernthal's performance and thought this is this could be this could win him a golden globe or an emmy he's good in it he really is but what do you guys think? That's enough <laughs> enough of, from me about that. Let me know in the comments below.
Right, so this, this next bit of news, I'm going to be honest, I don't know much about this character, but according to Mikey Sutton's, sorry, Geekosity's Mikey Sutton, uh, a Dark Hawk series is in the works, so going to be coming to uh, Disney+. Plus. So Dark Hawk is a character I'm not overly familiar with. Uh, I haven't read any of the comics, but it, as, as far as the um, as as Mikey Sutton's articles concern, concerned, he said a few months ago I scooped that Dark Hawk was being discussed to be Nova's BFF in his cinematic franchise, his Falcon, so to speak. I've since been told by inside sources that Dark Hawk is in early development for his own series on Disney+. And he went on to say that, that it could end up being a more cosmic um, show, which, of course, the current D, uh, MCU um, series are not cosmic. They're very much rooted, grounded on Earth. Uh, you know, you have the likes of, uh, the, of WandaVision, which is <laughs> that that's in Wanda Maximoff's head, but it's still very much kind of Earth focused. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Loki as well, because Loki's going to be like a time traveling thing. Uh, she Hulk, uh, Miss Marvel. Maybe Miss Marvel might end up going a bit more cosmic. But um, as far as as Dark Hawk's concerned, that would as far as as far as I can tell from the research I've done, there is a more cosmic element to it. It does. Of course, it's. Uh, I'm forgetting uh, the the character's original name, but it is very much like starts off on Earth and is a bit like Spider-Man's um, kind of origin story in the sense that he he has a lot of responsibility and uh, has a has a family member that teaches him that. And uh, but again, as I said, full disclosure, I don't know much about this character. I just like the idea of new characters being brought into the MCU and being worked on. But what do you guys think about that? Are you, would you like a Dark Hawk series? Let me know in the comments below. Right, and the final story of the night is going to be it is about Baby Yoda. So in the previous episode of The Mandalorian, not the one that came that, that dropped this Friday, but the one before, people got very annoyed because Baby Yoda ate Frog Lady's eggs. And they were trying to there were calls to have Baby Yoda cancelled. Who would want to cancel Baby Yoda? But yeah, there were calls to have Baby Yoda cancelled. Anyway, uh, episode three came out, the heiress, and it kind of gave more backstory to why Baby Yoda's doing what he's doing. Why is he constantly eating stuff? It's because he's a baby. It's because he's constantly hungry. And of course, people then kind of forgave Baby Yoda for <laughs> after having tried to cancel him before. And if you go on Twitter and type in Baby Yoda, you'll see all this for yourselves. You can go on uh, on the article and have a look at some of the tweets. They are quite amusing, I have to say. And um, I think people were far too quick to try and cancel Baby Yoda. And also, pff, why? Why, why, why do that? I don't, I don't really understand that. It's a TV show. It's a Star Wars TV show. It shouldn't be taken too seriously. I think that part of it was probably taken... That was far, far too serious. But now it seems as though he's, he's been forgiven for having eaten um, Frog Lady's eggs. Also, in the episode, it seemed very much as though Frog Lady and her husband... I don't like calling her Frog Lady, but there's no, there's no other name... Um, were very much okay with Baby Yoda uh, being there and it looked like he didn't want to leave um, when there was a, a new kind of hatchling. But yeah, that'll do that, that'll do it for this evening. That was a lot of stuff to get through. I probably got it got through it far too quickly. Uh, let me know 
what you think about these stories in the comments below. If you've got anything, any comments or any questions, please reach out to me. You can reach out to either me directly on Twitter, EJ Lauder, or Small Screen, which is at Small Screen GB. That's everywhere, by the way, Small Screen GB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also subscribe if you like watching this video. I know it's probably quite laggy. Again, it uh, seems to be a, an issue with my, um, <laughs> my, my, my laptop. Uh, the stuff I've got to work with, but I'm trying to sort that out. And uh, you can also, if like, if you want to write for us, you can email me at uh, hello at small-screen.co.uk. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, if you like listening to this in podcast form, I do release these as a podcast. Uh, that's at Small Screen Stories. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars. That'd be wonderful if you could do that. Uh, you can also listen wherever you get your podcasts. It's available everywhere. And with that, I will say goodbye. Thank you very, very much for watching. Thanks, guys. And goodbye. Mm -hmm.